0: morning, um, it, is, it is a privilege to be kicking off your week of revival. And so I take that with, uh, it, it humbles me. I'm always humbled every time that I'm, I'm ever called to preach or to speak at anybody's uh, house. And so God bless you for that. Thank you, Pastor Annie, the whole family, and all of you that we've come to know and uh, love we bless you. We bring greetings from Bethesda Worship Center and baby clothes. Uh, <clears throat> uh, we don't have as in, in our, our personal family. Uh, we've got nine grandkids. That's awesome. And then uh, the last of them were, were all boys. And so... Um, I'm just thanking God that all of my children get to inherit their own meanness. <clears throat> That's one of the blessings of parenthood. You get to say, "Go ahead and do that." Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pray it come back to you tenfold. But uh, God bless you this morning. Turn to somebody and tell them, "Say, I'm sure enough glad you're here." I'm sure enough glad you're here. <clears throat> Now, if they did not respond, reach over and say, in the name of Jesus, touch them with some joy. Amen. Amen. I always like to start some, you know, as much as I can, I like to start with some some lighter things. And I heard a story about a a mouse and a cat that went to heaven on the same day. A mouse and a cat that went to heaven on the same day and they got up there and, and you know, we're enjoying glory and, and all of the things in, in heaven. And St. Peter saw the mouse and he said, how are you enjoying heaven? And the mouse said, well, it is so big. I just wish I had roller skates that I could get to things faster. And he said, no problem. St. Peter said, no problem. I'll get you the skates. A, few, a little bit later, he saw the, the cat and he said, how are you doing? And he said, I was doing great. And then it got even better when I saw Meals on Wheels. <laughs> what does that have to do with my message? Absolutely nothing. But we, wanna, we want to entertain the presence of God. And I, I, I hope that you recognize, because I certainly do recognize the presence of God with us this morning. One of the great things about the presence of God is He always says... He goes where two or three, pastor just mentioned this, where two or three gather together. It says he goes where there is praise. Why? Because praise is something that is attractive to God. It is something that is a good smelling odor. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been around some odors that were not good. And it did not attract me. Are you in the house? And I want you to understand this morning, as you praised the Lord, as you worshiped the Lord, you created an atmosphere that was pleasant unto him, and he is attracted to that. And so we want to entertain that presence this week. We want to entertain it this morning and this week, and it's... You say, well, why is it so much? Why would Pastor Ziggy have a whole week of entertaining the presence of God? Because it's in his presence that we find everything we need. Amen. All the joy, the life, the peace, the fullness, the ability, the purpose, everything you need is in the presence of God. And I, I believe part of that entertaining of his presence is understanding, and this is what I want to, or what I believe God has laid on my heart to bring to you is understanding the breath of God. That's what I want to minister on this morning. If if you have your Bible, you can go to Genesis, the second chapter. We'll get there sometime. But Genesis 2, if you have your Bible, while you're turning, let let me just remind you that we know everything that is alive is breathing in some function or, or form or way. Whether it's, whether it's bringing, breathing air into its lungs or whether it's, it's receiving oxygen from the water it's swimming through or even if it's uh, receiving carbon dioxide and then releasing uh, you know, oxygen back into the atmosphere, there is a process that we can call breathing of receiving and then releasing. Receiving and then releasing. And this is a process that began way back in the beginning. The Bible says that when God created this earth that He said, He spoke, and the world became. So there was an expression from God. and if you' if you' you're not familiar with me, I am a teacher preacher, and sometimes I get stuck on one or the other. so I, I I hope I I won't, uh, you know, I I promise I don't want to bore you, but I I do want to get you somewhere this morning. But there was an expression from God and then a, a reaction and a releasing back unto him. So there was God speaking and something happening. There was a breath. There was a breathing that began to take place even in the creation of this earth, the creation of the world. But the Bible does tell us also that when God created mankind, man and woman, the Bible says he didn't just speak, the Bible says that he breathed into them. In fact, let's, let's look at Genesis, the second chapter, the seventh verse. And if you want to pull that one up, you can, I don't care, just because we're going to be right, well, you already got it, never mind uh genesis 2 7 says i, I want to read it i mean I, I think that's the kjv and uh that's the one that jesus wrote that's a joke that's a joke as a pastor over the years i've had to deal with that and i said you do realize that version at the end of it just canceled out what you said but you know it's okay you you're you're cool that's We'll get to heaven one day and you'll find out you were wrong. But it's all right. It's all right. But let me, let me read it to you. You can read it up there in that one or, or how, whatever version you have with you. I want to read it to you out of the easy read version. I use the easy read version a lot simply because I'm kind of dumb. And I like it to be easy. But it says this. And then the Lord God took dust from the ground and made a man. Now the word man there, just so you understand, was not, a, was not a male, it was human. It wasn't until later that God split the human into a womb man and a man. Took the womb out of man, that's, never mind. Said, so he breathed the breath of life into the man's nose and the man became a living thing. Now, let me, let me real quickly, for those of you that are Bible scholars and uh, you know all about this, let me address one thing, because Leviticus 17, I'm not going to go there, I'm just going to mention it. Leviticus 17 says the life of the flesh is in the blood, all right? If you, if you know your scripture, Leviticus 17 says the life of the flesh is in the blood. But the Hebrew word for life there is nefesh, and it means a breathing creature. So the life, so what we're talking about is that when God gave Adam his first breath, He oxygenated that blood. He gave it life, and he shaped all of humanity from that point on with the power of his presence, with his spirit, and his breath. Now that, for just a moment, if you can in your mind, just kind of imagine, because I I like to, sometimes I like to slow down and, and think about what I just tried to read there, because some of it's pretty wild. But think about that. That had to be an amazing event that the angels got to witness. I mean, if you were just sitting around and and there's somebody that's, you know, right there and they're sculpting out of clay a a face, and then all of a sudden they lean over and blow into its nose, you'd be taking notice too. Mm -hmm. So it had to be something that was very special. But ever since that moment, the breath of God is the reason behind the living of every living thing. The breath of God is the reason behind the living of every living thing. And I think it's probably or it could be why David was told to pin the words in Psalm 150, verse 6: Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And I, you know, I I, I just want to say, beloved, I don't think that was just a cliche. It wasn't just a a cute statement or a, a saying. It wasn't just David getting excited about the moment. He said, oh, come on, everybody that has breath, praise the Lord. No, it was actually an exclamation and a declaration of a truth that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Because there is something very special about every breath. I want you to say that, every breath. Come on, say it one more time, every breath. Every breath we take in, whether we're awake or asleep, was initiated by the very first breath of God into Adam in the garden. And that spark of his original creation is what keeps that breath coming in and going out. Now you, some of you may be thinking, "Oh, that's, that's a wonderful lesson in uh, physiology, pastor. Thank you very much. But wait, because as I was looking at this, I began to do some study and Jewish theologians, historians, and scholars of the original, of the original manuscripts, I should say it that way, look at this and they say that when God breathed into Adam that first breath, he breathed into him his name. So that when God looked and and formed man out of the dust of the earth, and then he stooped over or whatever he did, he came close and he breathed into Adam's nose his name. Now you got to understand, God's known by a lot of different names. He's known by several different names in, in the Bible and throughout the whole thing. But they all point to his character, his love, his grace, the way he is and how he does things. All of his names do. Like names like Jehovah Jireh. What is that? our provider, Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness, Jehovah Ra'ah, our shepherd, Jehovah Shalom, our peace, Jehovah Nisi, our banner, and, and many more. But every one of his names reveal his essence, his character, and his breath then is a release of everything he is. If we say the name Jehovah Sidkenu, it is our righteousness. Jehovah, our righteousness. That's one of the essences of God. That's one of the characteristics. That's one of the things of God. And in his breath, if we, if we look at this in this manner, then his breath was putting into man Jehovah Sidkanu, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Jireh. Everything that God was, was breathed in to mankind. Now, let me, let me take one step backwards. Because throughout Genesis, the chapter chapter one, we see the name of God. Or if you if you go out and you study this out, throughout Genesis 1, chapter 1, we see his name as Elohim. And, and it's, a, it's a popular, a common Hebrew word for God, but it can also be translated God's name in the pluralized form. And that's where we see the work of the Trinity in creation. When God said, let us make man in our image. And God, Elohim, or the gods, is what you would say, or the Trinity, as we know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, created, breathed, or did whatever they did, you know, on the first day, the second day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day. They did a couple things on the second day, apparently. You'll catch that on the way home. <laughs> I made a mistake, but I just trying to cover it. <clears throat> so, but, but in Genesis 1, we see God as Elohim or gods, the pluralized version of it. But in chapter 2, chapter 2, where God, the Lord God, formed man, the verbiage changes. And he is now known as a more personal one-on-one approach. And the name Lord there is Jehovah. And it means the self-existent and self-eternal one. And understand that the name Jehovah is our anglicized or our English word for, well, I should say it's the English word for the Hebrew name Yahweh. Yahweh I loved I, I looked over to my wife I didn't really Preach my message to her Because 90% of the time When I start preaching She said I'll be there I'll listen Okay <laughs> <clears throat> But I mentioned this About Yahweh And I, I looked over As you were singing that song And you had that, that name of God right there And, and just, a, just a side note And I, I won't take it too long <laughs> what a, See it's almost 1 o'clock I gotta be careful That my time My time Um <laughs> But the the name Yahweh is believed by most Jewish scholars to be the the, uh, most accurate pronunciation of the name of God. Now, you say, oh, we all got to start saying in the name of Yahweh. No, don't get caught up in religion and, and, you know, junk. Say, turn to somebody and say, "Be be thou free. But, and again... I'm not trying to teach you Hebrew today, but to tell you that the first gift and the first impartation from the living God to make a living man was his living name. Come on, help. Or we could say it this way. God's name, his breath is what imparts life to our being. It's, it's more than oxygen. It's more than a simple beating of the heart. It's more than cells and organs functioning the way they were created to. It's his name. It's his breath that gives us life. Go ahead, man. Now, let me, you see, I, I'm still building a foundation for this. and, and I, I, I get excited because I want to get on to the, the next level, but I, I need to get this foundation. Those Jewish scholars and, and, and students of the, of the original manuscripts... Believed that as God breathed into Adam, that first breath, that God was breathing in Yah. And Adam's expression, do you remember we said that breathing is an expression and a release? It's a receiving and a release. Adam's release was way. So it was Yah. He responded way. He breathed, YAH. He responded, way. And that living name gave life to an inanimate mud man. In fact, I, just want you to, I want you to try this real quick. Just real quick. I want you to breathe in, and as you're breathing in, say, YAH. Now expel, way. That could have been the very way that God did this in the garden that he breathed in his name his essence what he was what he did how he did it what he could do all the plans that he had for man the dominion of the earth all of it wrapped up into his name Yahweh he breathed in Yah and as a response from a new creature come on you got to get you got to pull this together a new creature the response was not, "Well, I'm not sure, Father, what you want me." It was no. It was way. 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 He breathed in, "Yaw," and Adam responded with faith, "Way, Come on, way." Come on, one more time. I want you just to do it. Breathe in, "Yaw." Yeah. Expel, "Way." way. Come on down. Now I hope you can see this because I hope you, I hope you see this because what, what I want you to understand is that with every breath. We take in. Oh, see, see, some of you already jumped ahead of me. You done jumped, you done jumped two pages of notes. Now come on. <clears throat> with every breath we breathe in, and with every breath we exhale. We breathe the name, the essence, the grace, the love, the nature, and the character of our Father God. Maybe that will help you to understand why the enemy hates you so much. Because every time you breathe in, every time you breathe out, you are saying, my God, my God, Jehovah, Yahweh, he is more than enough for me. I believe I, I believe that every time we breathe, breath. see, you got to understand every breath. Come on, Jesus. Every time you breathe, I believe the enemy hears that name of grace and forgiveness. He hears that name of love and mercy, that name of blessing and empowerment, inhaled and exhaled millions of times every second of every day across this planet. I believe he, re- he hears it and he has to remember that God loved us so much that not only did he breathe into a mud man in the garden, but he still breathes into our mud messes we make. Yes. 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 Go ahead, the enemy hears you breathing. <laughs> and it irritates him yes. because he hears Every second you breathe. Ahead, now you gotta understand. This started at original creation. Right. Right. There was a spark that started that has not gone out. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. He hears you bring it, he hears you. I wonder if he turns to some of his other demons and says, Oh, they're breathing again. <laughs> Would somebody make them stop breathing? Kind of makes you want to become a loud mouth breather, doesn't it? That's right. I got to get on. Boy, that's right. <clears throat> Go ahead, man. Beloved, you, you have breath. You have his name. You have a precious gift and you need to use it. Why? Because this is my second point. Number one was every breath. Let me give you a second point here very quickly. And that is every breath makes every person significant. Amen. Amen. Every breath, every person breathes from the moment they're born into their final one is an utterance of the name above all names. You say, Pastor, no, 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 no. Even if they believe in Jesus or not. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Even if they believe in Jesus or not, even if they've accepted Him as their personal Lord and Savior. Why? Because the spark of original creation, yaw, yeah, when it came back, it came back way. And now, whether they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or not, they are proclaiming with their mouths, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. Come on, put your hands together and give Him a praise. You know, I, I think that just has to set the enemy on fire. He gets so jealous and so angry because people who don't even claim to have a relationship with Jesus are still proclaiming the name. Amen. Amen. Woo, that has got to light him up. And beloved, that means you have significance. We have significance. As, as born-again children of God, we can breathe. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. The breath of God yes, in us. Let me put it this way. We have the ability to breathe, to breathe his breath, the breath of life, into every situation around us. Come that's right. That's right. Amen. Go ahead. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. Oh, that's right. He said, Pastor, I've got a need. Yeah. And let it respond. It didn't respond like I needed it to, Pastor, breathe again. Keep breathing until life comes in. You have the breath of God in you. You have significance. You have, you, we have significance. And listen, I'm speaking that to someone. I felt that as I was preparing this. I was going to speak this to someone this morning. You have significance. Yes, the enemy has tried to tell you you have none. But with every breath you breathe, he hears the name of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you it terrifies him. He knows the power that is inside of you and he is reminded of that power every time you breathe. You have significance. Amen. Listen, when, when Jesus came to give us new life, it wasn't just a, a simple do-over. Come on, we were born again. You've got to catch this. We were born again. Just like Adam and God, you just got it. God reached down into a dead spirit, found that nose, and into that dead spirit's nose breathed, Yah. Come on, this was not just a simple do over. This goes into the very fabric of our lives, into the very foundation of our living. We received new breath. Our sin-dead spirits live again. They breathe again, just like Adam did with that first breath. And we can speak that name. Amen. Come on, one more time. Just breathe it in, Yah. And breathe it out way. You say, what are you saying, Pastor? That means you can speak righteousness when the old man tries to rise up. You can speak the name of provision when lack tries to rule. You can speak the name of healing when sickness tries to ravage your body. You can speak the name of peace when anxiety tries to wreak havoc on your mind. You have significance. You can breathe and speak the name of Jesus. And that means everything you do, everything we say, every breath we breathe, we can damage the kingdom of darkness. I just don't know what I need to do. Just breathe. They had a, you know, not too long ago, they had that, 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 little, that little statement, you know, so just breathe. I think, the, I think the Holy Ghost is telling some of us now, just breathe. Speak the name with every breath. Bringing in y'all, putting out way. Just breathe. In fact, turn to somebody and say, just breathe. Let me show you this, and I, I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm not really done, but I'm going to try to bring it in. Acts, the first chapter, verse number 8. You know this. It's a famous scripture, but watch it. It says, ye shall receive power. The word power there, dunamis, is miraculous, dynamite, life-changing power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be I want to change one word or one word here without doing too much damage to the context. You shall be breathers unto me in both Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You become a breather. You become a breather. I don't have spit coming out, do I? Okay. <laughs> Nice way of saying, wipe your mouth, dude, wipe your mouth. <laughs> <clears throat> Pastor, I was looking at this and praying about it. I had to get through Christmas because I had this before Christmas and I thought, I, I'm going to get this to our people. And I thought, no, I got I to gotta wait. I got to get the Christmas stuff done there thinking, I was chomping at the bit because it came to me and I wondered, maybe this was part of the spiritual impact of the recent pandemic. The enemy wanted to make us afraid of breathing in public. Maybe he was afraid and wanted to shut off the breath of God. Maybe he knew that there was a generation of people that would rise up and begin to breathe again. A generation that would damage his kingdom and he tried to knock the wind out of the church. One more time, breathe it in, y'all. Expel way. Every breath makes every person significant. Let me, let, me, let me bring this down to this. So, so where is this going, Pastor? Well, Let me give you point three, and every good message has three points, right? <laughs> Don't know if this is good or not, but here's the last thing I want to tell you. It is time for him to breathe on us again. Yes, we need to receive fresh breath. Yes, sir. Receive I need fresh breath. Bethesda Worship Center, the church I pastor needs fresh breath. Let me just say it. I know y'all, are, y'all are, are wonderful, but you need fresh breath. You need fresh breath. Why, Pastor? Because this life, this race, this world, this journey can sometimes, without us even realizing it, leave us winded and struggling. Let me let me just let me let me show you something. Medically speaking, brain damage occurs after four minutes without breathing. And death can happen between four and six minutes. Now that's natural life. What about our spiritual lives? Because just as the body struggles without air, we struggle without the wind and the breath of the yes, Holy sir. Ghost. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be honest and I'll say there are times that I have found myself trying to do for Jesus and panting the whole time because of a busy schedule, a busy life, and I was struggling to believe what he was actually telling me. There have been times that I've disconnected and I've moved away from the source of spiritual oxygen for my real life. Not my life that's here, this temporal one, but my real life, and that's why I need it. That's why we need it. We need fresh breath Breathe into our lives and hearts, our spirits. We need Yahweh to once again breathe into our spiritual face and say, "Breathe and live again." He yeah. said, "Pastor, where you going?" Go to the scripture in John, the 20th chapter. I want you to see this. Oh, goodness. Where am I at? It's already after one o'clock, mind. We're, we're, we're working on the apostolics time now. We won't get into the restaurants. But watch this in John, the 20th chapter, starting in verse 21. What's it say? It said. This is Jesus. He's talking to his disciples. This is just after his resurrection and just before his ascension into heaven. He says this, peace be unto you. As my father sent me, even so I send you or send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to say that I believe one of the greatest needs of the church in this final days is that we have a fresh breath of the Holy Ghost that begins to infiltrate our lungs and spiritual lives. I believe that too many of the body of Christ are struggling, and the Holy Ghost is the only one that can breathe into us that life. I'm saying he wants to reach into the mud mess of our lives. Yes. To every molecule and every atom of our being and breathe himself. And I believe this was prophesied to, the, to Joel way back there when he said, And your sons and daughters... Your sons and daughters will prophesy that that he would pour out his spirit. I believe this is what Isaiah was talking about when he said, you're going to have a time where you're going to run and not grow weary. You won't grow winded because you will continue to be hooked up to the spiritual oxygen of the Holy Ghost. So what I came to do this morning was just to remind you there is fresh wind available. There is fresh breath that God has for us. It is the Holy Ghost. And even if you've been filled for 30 years, you need fresh breath again. We need fresh breath. In fact, just turn to somebody and say, just turn to somebody and say, baby, you need fresh breath. Come on now. Come on now. <clears throat> you say, Pastor, that's, that's comical. Well, let's listen to this. We need fresh breath because too many Christians have grown stale and they need to freshen their breath so that God comes out as a sweet-sounding savor. They need fresh breath, not the foul hurt and bitterness of the past. They need fresh breath. Not the moldy, musty pollution of sin that accumulates and putrefies our witness. We need fresh breath. Not the staleness of religion, but the freshness of the Holy Ghost that gives life. We need fresh breath. Sit down. I think you, you want me to just quit. No. I, I, I am. I'm, I'm going to quit here in just a minute. But listen. We know these scriptures, but I want you to take it. I want you to put it in your, your mind with this idea. And that is in over in Acts, the second chapter, verse number two, when it says, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a A rushing mighty wind. Let me tell you two things that's got to happen, though. You've got to position yourself. You cannot turn your back on him and receive the breath into your face. It'll blow all around you, but never into you. You can get excited about everything that's happening around you. But they that seek the Lord, that means they position themselves. And then they say, blow mighty breath of God. Move upon this place. Blow mighty breath of God. Won't you come in power and grace? (laughs) Blow mighty breath of God. Would you breathe into my life, y'all? And I will exclaim way to this world. I will exclaim way to every part of my being, every part of my mind that wants to fight me sometimes. I will exclaim the name of Jehovah, the name of Jesus. I will speak because you have given me life and that new again. I got to close. How do... How do how do we wrap this up, Pastor? Let me wrap it this way. Not totally, because I'm going to go tonight with this again. Sorry, just part two. How are we breathing? Go ahead. How are we breathing? How are we breathing? How are we breathing? Because I'll be honest with you, there have been times in my life where my breathing has gotten labored. I'll talk about it a little bit tonight, but there was a time in my life, not too long, I don't know, 10 years ago. It was yesterday. I don't know. That's why I don't like lighting anymore. It makes my hair look white. But I remember... (laughs) I remember, I was out in my front yard and I was, I was trying to mow. And if you've ever been to our house, we've got a pretty good hill on the front. You know, I'm coming up the hill, and man, I'm halfway up the hill, and I started panting. I started gasping for air, and I'm going, <sighs> and I thought my heart was going to beat out of my chest because I couldn't catch my breath. I don't know if you've ever played sports and got the wind knocked out of you. It's a scary time. When you want it to come, but it won't. I just got to ask, how are we breathing? How are we breathing? How are you breathing? Let me say it maybe the way Apostle Paul said it. I believe this might be the best answer. It was over in Philippians, the first chapter, the 21st verse, when Paul said, for to me... To live Is Christ Stand with me in this place Is Gabey still here? He can hit some keys Here's what I want you to do I just want you to lift your hands You say, well, Pastor You know, I, I, I received the Holy Ghost in 1947. Wonderful. Did you receive him this morning?
1: Right. That's the question. Come on down. That's the question.
0: I had a, I had a vehicle in, in 1967. You know what? That vehicle, I don't have anymore. It got old. And honestly, I didn't keep it up very well. I was a teenager. I didn't think to check the oil. See, some of you are going to get it in a minute. <laughs> I didn't think to see if the air filter needed. I didn't think about air pressure in tires. I didn't even think about, I don't know, Pops, you'll probably have to tell me what this one is, but where the oxygen has to mix with the gasoline for it to actually combust and do something. I drove it home one day and it wouldn't crank over the next. Let's go ask you. You may have been filled five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five months ago. You say, well, Pastor, I I, I don't need the Holy Ghost like that. Bro, you need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Some days I got to have the Holy Ghost just get out of bed. So here's what I'm going to do. So, how are you going to end this, Pastor? You, you got this going 15 different ways. It's going to be simple. I just want you to lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Get your mind on the Holy Spirit for a moment. And then I just want you to say, Holy Spirit, breathe into me again. I want to entertain your presence. But I got to have you first in order to entertain you. So breathe. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Holy Ghost. Whew. I feel the Holy Spirit in this house. Whew. I don't know about you, but I, I, feel, I almost feel like he's starting to blow. It's kind of blowing. Open open your open your spiritual spiritual mouth. Your nose. Point it towards him. Look into his glorious face and feel the breath of God. Come on. Breathe it in. Yah. Yahweh is breathing on you right now. Lord. Come on, he's breathing on you right now. Some of you can feel that tangible wind beginning to blow on you. I want you to come on, breathe it in, breathe it in, breathe it in, breathe him in, breathe him in, breathe him in. Breathe him in. Breath of God. Blow and breathe it in. 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 Just a little bit more. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. You're breathing in YAH. You're breathing in YAH. Woo! The essence of God. Entering into your spirit, entering into your being, entering into your mind, entering into your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your body. The essence of Jehovah Jireh, the essence of Jehovah Nisi, the essence of Jehovah Raha and Rohe. Breathing in the essence of the Father right now. Now you're ready. Because in order for it to be breath to us, there has to be an expression. Now, you breathe them in. Now I want you to begin to breathe them out. Come on, breathe them out. Bring way, Yah, way, Yahweh. Come on. Breathe Him out with your praise. Breathe Him out with your glory. Breathe Him out with your worship. Breathe Him out with your thanksgiving. Breathe Him now out into your life, your family, your children, your grandchildren. Breathe that name of Jesus. Come on, express Him right now in Jesus' name. Breathe you receive him you express him you receive him express him come on give him that worship express that praise express that thanksgiving Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus come on express him come on linger there just a moment in fact why don't you begin to re- let's raise it up just a little bit
1: let's express him a little bit more come on express him just a little bit more Oh, <laughs> Glory! Shenamo Robo de you know, it takes me back to that verse of Scripture in John 10.10 10 that says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. You know, the enemy's trying to steal. He's trying to kill. He's trying to destroy. Easily identified. You know, the enemy can be easily identified by those things. If it's trying to steal from you, it's the devil. If it's trying to kill you, it's the devil. If it's trying to destroy you, it's the devil. Very easily identified. And then God can be easily identified as well. Listen to this. God can be just as easily identified. He's trying to bring you life. Breath, breath like what Pastor Harris said today. Boy, listen, listen. He almost got a shoe today. And I got slip-ons too, boy. They were easy to get off. Man, oh man. And I thought he's, I better not. (laughs) Boy, that's our word, wasn't it? Thank God. What a great start. Listen, God's talking to us. I can't wait. Listen, if this is how it starts, glory, glory, man! I feel the presence of God. Oh, we listen. We're on target, church. I am so excited about uh, this uh, uh, this week. Uh, what can I say? Get some rest this afternoon. So that you don't try to fall asleep during tonight. Pastor Harris is going to bring uh, the remainder of this message tonight. Invite someone. Don't just invite someone to come. Bring someone with you. Bring them with you. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful day. So it might be hard to find some folks that uh, want to uh, uh, abandon the day uh, to come uh, to church. But trick them. And find a way uh, to get people here tonight. I'm expecting God to do What a great day. What a great day. Thank you, Lord. Boy, that listen, if you don't receive that word, I'll receive it. I'll take it. More from from me. If y'all don't take it, I'm taking it, man. Uh, I'm getting filled today. Amen. Thank God. Well, how many of you do receive this? Praise God. Pastor Harris, I'm not sure I've ever heard him preach a better message in my life. Honestly, or, or we just needed that. But that's, listen. It's right where we're at god's been talking to us so anyhow listen uh go in his presence today before you leave here love someone because you do come back tonight pastor Harris doesn't realize he's let us out early um <laughs> <laughs> you know he used to normal church he used to hey, <laughs> we're we're not out of here usually till about 30 walking out the door anyhow but um but this this is good though it'll give us some time this afternoon to get some rest, to prepare, since we typically don't have a Sunday evening service. But I'm coming with expectation. Come tonight and come with your praise shoes on, with your shouting shoes on. And let's, uh, let's entertain the presence of the Lord. Let's entertain that breath of God. Let's get in his presence. You know, we were, that's where we were designed to function, was in his presence. So go in his presence. Before you leave here, love someone because you do. I'll see you tonight, 6 p.m. tonight, 6 p.m. Tomorrow, starting tomorrow, 7 p.m. every night till Friday. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I thank God for every one of you. Amen.